I don't give a damn about my bad education. <laughs> that's what I. That's all I had. Oh, you don't? Do you know the second verse? <laughs> no. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone outside and in between, welcome, welcome back again. Quarantine what? edition again. Part five, part six, part a million, part two. Know. Who knows? <laughs> uh, in your weekly update of time has no meaning, felt like we did this yesterday, man. Oh yeah, we recorded two days ago. Felt like that. I'm right? pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm glad uh, it we works. did it. I'm glad it works this way too, because last time it felt like it was like 12 years. Yeah, but this time it's like yeah, we did this. Yeah, I talked day. to you yesterday. I don't know. Yeah. What, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, um. Yeah, my big update about uh <coughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, I like just ate. Uh like, and it was very crummy. It was a crummy thing. Oh, it was crummy. Ooh, what crummy thing? Or are you just going to keep that to yourself? No, it was a it was a Gardein chicken patty burger thing. Ooh. It was really good. A veggie patty? Yeah, it's it's like tofu chicken. Okay. Um but it's, it's really good. But it's just like the breading is, is really crumbly. So it usually gets stuck in my throat. Yeah. Anyway, my big update on Time Has No Meaning is that last night I fell asleep at like 9 p.m. And I woke up at about 10.30. Mm-hmm. And I legitimately had no idea if it was 10.30 a.m. or 10.30 p.m. And I had to, I was like, how long have I been asleep? How long have I been here? What's going on? When did I fall asleep? Oh, dear Lord. And I had to like check my phone multiple times to try and figure out how to, um, like what time of day it was. Uh, what were we talking about? Time has no meaning. Bad education. Time does have no meaning. The thumbs up from Mr. Jones. That's a, that's a thumb. Uh, that is, yeah, we watched. How, how are you doing? How's you, how's you been? Um, <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing well. Do you, would you like to eat? Come no, on. I'm, I'm sure it was. I can't hear him. I don't want to speak for a translator. <laughs> Last joke. Just tell him I say hi, and then I hope he enjoys Dark Souls 3. I hope you, he hopes. I can, I hope Andrew, hope. I, Andrew, I can hear him. He can't hear me. He says thanks. <laughs> Fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Um, what was I saying? I'm fine. Um, I yeah. I mean, like it's the usual. What do you want? I'm a broken record. I'm just. I've been a broken record. I, I'm just yeah. checking in on my boy. I Thank don't, you I don't for know checking you in. Uh, but one more thing we have to say before we hop into it. Um, usually we make shoutouts, and we know. Maybe no one's listening, but for sure people are listening when I make this shout out. Happy Mother's Day. Happy, Happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. To to our mothers and Moms. hopefully other mothers. <laughs> we are All mother you other mothers. mothers. I love the mothers. Um, <laughs> but yes, happy to all, all, all of the mothers out there. Yeah, thanks. This, this is for it. you. 
Uh-huh. This, this one, this is for you. This is for you. This, this one episode. Yes. The rest, none. Never for you. The rest, get the fuck out of here. But this one, this one's for you. And we hope you enjoy it. You got the huge, huge boy. The, the hugest boy. Alasad Jenny. The, the, the Romanist Ray. Bad education. The ashiest Ford. I'm just looking at the list. Ashiest Ford. Dear Lord. Um, HBO's. I forget the director's name. I hope Corey Fenley. Corey Fenley's 2020s Bad Education. We saw it. I raved about it last week. Yeah. So, what did you think? Give me more deets. More about how much you liked this movie. Uh, I watched it again and I loved it as much. I was a big, big fan. Um, I just think this is such a tight, tight movie. It's the tightest thing I've seen this year. That's new. Uh, I'm going to cut this out, but you haven't seen my butthole. (laughs) (laughs) It's the second tightest thing I've seen. Uh, Yeah, I saw it last year, Sam. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this year. Yeah, there you go. Um, Yeah. Go journalism. Go the truth. But also... Uh, you know, poo-poo to bad people. Don't steal. But also, yeah. Love your teacher. Also, this is for you teachers. Happy Teacher's Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. Sam, Teach what Other's think? Day. Teach I didn't like day. it. <sighs> I didn't really like it. I thought it was fine. I don't hate it. But I don't like it. It was very middle of the road. Just like, yep. It's a movie. There was I like some bits and I didn't like some bits. All right, which <laughs> that equals out there to it is. a fine movie. It equaled out to yeah. I watched a movie. It took me like two hours. Well, let's hop in it. Let's what do the cast first or or the director? Uh, probably cast. Let's yes. do cast. Let's let's do that cast. Um, so let's start with, uh, ba, 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 Geraldine Viswanathan, Viswanathan, I'm not sure where the emphasis goes on your last name. Uh, she played Rachel, the, uh, reporter. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, I liked her. Uh, have you seen Blockers? No. She was one of the girls in Blockers. She was John Cena's daughter. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm never going to watch that movie, but okay. It's cute. It's a fine little dandy old time. It's it's a nice non-reminder of life. I'm never going to watch that movie, so who knows? I'm, hey, maybe someone's listening and they, they were like, should I watch Blockers? Should I not? And I pushed them to watch it. Um... Yeah, I thought she was really good at this. I was a big fan of hers. Yeah, she she did good. I don't have a whole lot. I don't have a whole lot to say. Okay, that's cool. Next, uh, we got uh, Ray Romano. Ray Deb- Romano. Debra. 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 Can Hugh. We- Hugh Jackman. Hugh. 
Show. You talk, man. How could Frank. you? Frank. Frank. <laughs> it's pretty much an open secret by now. Um, <laughs> uh, Deborah. What did I want to say? Uh, I can we please have a Romanesance? Can we please the Romanesance? I'm I'm into the Romanesance. Bitch, the big sick, the Irishman. Now this, for me at least, can we just a Romanesance? I would let's love get some. It. Let's get that Roman all up in your rays. Your eye, your eye rate, your your brain rays. <laughs> get the, get the keep Romano, going, keep going. Get the Romano all up in in your life. The Romano. Get the ray. Get the sun rays in your Romanos. Perfect. Get the <laughs> get the, um, get the damp, damp rock. <laughs> Deborah, <laughs> that's always the good old reliable Deborah. Deborah, De- Deborah. <laughs> who uh, who else do we got in this? Uh, we got uh, Allison Janney, big fan of hers, love her, and but, yeah, also loved her. In this I thought she was great, better than she was in Nitania, but that's who, who am I? Um. Yeah, well, you're I, Andrew Thomas. I am Andrew Thomas. I'm, no, I'm two four six zero. What? Um, yeah, no. I the moment when she comes home and she sees my my maid boy who drew the dicks when she saw him and she was like, "Get out of this house, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Tatro." It's yeah. That scene with her was so great. It is. Uh, you know, I always enjoy seeing an actor just, just, just take, just doing the best they can do and then going home. I love it. Nothing it flashy, was... nothing, just whew, great. Oh, back to back. Okay, I remember this. Back to back, we had the introduction of Alex Wolf just like popping up, and I was like, oh, hey, it's Alex Wolf. And then that scene ends, and then the next scene is Jimmy Tatro, and I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> it's Jimmy Tatro. <laughs> it was a very weird, like, oh, look. Cool. Look at that. That's, um, pr- that's going to be the last surprise casting of this movie. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. As a little baby boy, did you watch the Naked Brothers Band? No. No. Because I don't know the difference between the two, these two boys, Alex and Nat Wolf. Well, Alex Wolf was in Hereditary. I also thought he was in Paper Towns, but that's a different wolf. I I don't know. I haven't seen Paper Towns. Uh, who's the one no, in Jumanji? That's that's Robin Williams. That's Jack Black. That's, that's Kevin Hart. That's, that's the wolf. Jo- that's the Dwayne rock. The rock. Dwayne the the Johnson Rock. Wolf. wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it, Danny the Wolf DeVito. Donald the Wolf. Glover. Yeah. Uh, Danny Glover. It's not Donald. What do I to say? Uh, no, Donald Glover is is in Spider-Man. Who, who else do we got to talk about? I mean, uh, Hugh Jackman. Is it is it time? Yeah. I don't know who. Do you want to talk about anybody else? I don't have anybody else on my little list of people that we should talk about. Well, I was trying to segue to Mr. Alex Wolf. No. Um, 
it's well, we already talked about Alice and Janney, so we can't like go backwards in the casting. <laughs> Hugh Jackman, our huge Jack Jackman. I, I love this guy, and the main reason why I wanted to talk about this movie was because of him. As for one of the most solid actors for like twenty years, I think this might be his best performance. I think this is incredible. That monologue he gives at the end, ooh wee. It's it's sometimes you forget he's not just uh, the greatest showman. I always forget that he's the greatest showman because that's the worst. That's the worst. That's th- that is the worst. It's the worst one. Um, I uh, I mean, yeah, Hugh Jackman is a good actor. I enjoy his performances. I don't think this is his best role ever, but like I thought he he's good. From what you've seen, what do you think is his best role? From his I mean, work? Logan, The Prestige. Uh, those are the two that always stand out in my mind of like peak Jackman. Mm-hmm. He's great in The Prestige. Have you seen The Prestige recently? It's dope. I love The Prestige. You don't know? It's amazing. He's so good. I, it's just, there's this. And Logan, like, ah, it's heartbreaking. So good. For me, for this movie, there's this vulnerability that we haven't really seen from him. And, I mean, Logan's a super vulnerable performance. Uh, But in this movie, this seeing him trying to balance these spinning plates on his hands and just trying to every time. And then there's this girl trying to report the story that he knows if it gets out, it's going to be horrible. Also, he's gay. Spoiler alerts. If you didn't know the real story. Also, he's gay. So he's trying to cover that up from his colleagues because it's 2003. You see all of this weighing on his mind. And I just think there's such a nuanced performance for him that I haven't seen since i mean logan's great and that was recent but still logan like it it is like yeah i was a big fan of of this i i thought it was good again like i thought it was like yeah good job Mm -hmm. you jackman it was nothing about this movie was really blowing me away nothing about this movie like grabbed me and was like this is good i was like yeah it's it's a movie it's you know it's good. <laughs> and that's how I feel about Hugh Jackman in this film. I love Hugh Jackman otherwise. He was the only reason that I was like, okay with going to see The Greatest Showman. And then that was a huge mistake. And I it has haunted me and to this day. And then saw it again. <laughs> and then you made me watch it again. And then we might have to watch it another time. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you something sad? Please. I think in quarantine, we've watched Greatest Showman like three times. I hate you. Why? We love hate watching it. It's the greatest thing on earth. I would, I would, oh God. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great to watch drunk. That's the thing. Did you know Yahya Abdul, the seconds in that movie? Did you know it? I didn't know that. I, I, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen the second, Doctor Manhattan himself. 
I don't know what the I don't know what you're, what are you talking about? So you, you know, uh, do you know the actor Yahya Abdul? <laughs> no, I don't recognize that name. So in the in HBO's Watchmen, he is Doctor. Oh, he's Doctor Hen. Oh, that guy. I didn't yeah. know his name was Yahya. Um, he is it the greatest showman? Name was. Uh, okay. Is that supposed to make me like the movie? Because it's still trash. Yes, yes. Because his presence. You should be honored by his lateness. <laughs> I'm... Okay, let's talk about something else. Uh, let's uh, go to the real star. The the. Do you want to talk about the writer? The writer director? Yeah. No, two oh, different. Oh, two different different people. Sure. Let's go. Let's talk about them separately. Uh, the writer, Mike Makowski. Uh, he has written this, a movie called, I think we're alone now and a movie called take me. And that's it. Who's it? I think we're alone now. Uh, let's find out. I think we're alone now starring Peter Dinklage, Elle Fanning, Charlotte Gainsbourg and Paul Giamatti. That's all four people in this movie. Really? Just four people? Apparently. You gotta love it. Uh, I guess I wanted to see it, maybe because of Peter Dinklage? Or the yeah, there's body. four people in this movie. Uh, yeah, well, what did you think of the script? Uh, it's okay. I didn't love it. Um... I felt, I don't know. It just wasn't exciting. None of it was really exciting for me. Mm. It felt, okay, this whole movie, this is a thing that that I wanted to get into with the director, but it's coming up now. So it's happening. I felt like this entire movie was just trying really hard to be directed by David Fincher and written by Aaron Sorkin. Like, so so much and it was kind of bugging me the whole time so this felt like the social network to you it felt like it wanted to be the social network did it yeah can you give me some examples uh yeah um the the it was mainly in the in the direction that i felt this but in it was there in the script as well um oh one overall just the like your lead is sort of like a bad person Mm -hmm. that you're trying to focus on and be like, look at all these things that happened to this bad person. Isn't that interesting? Isn't this an interesting tale of woes? Um, But the, the camera I think was only handheld like once in the entire movie. Uh, A lot of the framing felt very Fincher. Uh, there was a scene with Hugh Jackman and um, oh, I just had her name in my brain uh, and Geraldine uh, uh, when they were sitting on the benches yes, across from each other and we were like in that profile shot and then Hugh Jackman like leaned forward and the camera moved with him. I was like, that's a Fincher thing. All of it, like every bit of direction just, it felt like this was a movie that was trying really hard to be 
a Fincher's Sorkin joint. And we can talk about that with the direction, but with the script, what made it feel Sorkin-ish? Well, it didn't feel Sorkin-ish. It just felt like it wanted to be. It was trying to be, it was trying to be really quick. It was trying to, you know, give us a lot of information sort of at different points. Like there was that scene with uh, the reporter and her dad on the phones and they were like having two different conversations and you're sort of following both. And just the structure of it felt very Sorkin to me at least, or or an attempt at Sorkin. Mm -hmm. I think it failed at doing both of those things. I don't think it, it succeeded at being a Fincher esque or Sorkin esque thing, but that's what it felt like. As I, I was watching, I mean, and you're looking at me like I'm crazy, so maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, I disagree. I think, you know, I've said this before. Aaron Sorkin doesn't own fast paced dialogue. I know, but it's like this very specific, like, we're talking about. Uh, like well-off people who are uh, seen as one thing, but are actually this other thing uh, and dealing with sort of higher societal stuff rather than down in the dirt stuff. Like they're talking about the real estate market and all this like big stuff and like, Oh, this person has like, four beach houses in Florida and like all this different stuff. And, and it, and maybe it's cause I just watched Molly's game really recently, mm. uh, which is about, you know, affluent people who aren't what they seem, which, and I also watched social network recently, which is also like affluent people who aren't what they seem. Okay. All you know, right. I'm yeah, sort of no, like, so that. it's sort of like, Oh, this is more rich white people kind of being shitty and i was just like all right and then the first thing that came to mind was the fincher stuff and then i was like and then the the sorkin stuff sort of came later in my thoughts but the fincher Mm -hmm. stuff was really bothering me um okay for me i felt like the dialogue came off as very natural everything that everyone would say for the most part people would say in real life and aaron sorkin script People don't talk like Aaron Sorkin, right? He writes like almost, yeah, I'm going to say it. He writes almost like Shakespeare. <laughs> he writes in such a a hyper-intellectual way that if someone did talk like that, they'd probably get punched in the face by some random stranger. Um, While everything in here, script-wise, I feel like it comes off so naturally and so humanly, uh, humanly. I like that word. I'm going to keep it. It's humanly. not real. It's not a word. I'm going to keep it. I'm enjoying okay. it. Okay. Sometimes Justin's like, Andrew, you sound stupid on the podcast. You use words. I'm like, oh, no. I know those words aren't words. <laughs> I just like the way they sound. Uh, sometimes sometimes fake words are better than real words. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Please. I might change. I might finally change my uh, Twitter bio now. I just put <laughs> that in. Um, I was <laughs> quick side tangent. I was thinking about changing my bio. I was like, people don't need to see this. It's too. It's too morbid. And that it's was a like, little sad. If anything, they need that laughter. 
So I'm going to keep it. Cause well, you can you have, you can keep that, but you can add something else. You can have a joke afterwards. Bike's just so cut and dried. I love it. <laughs> and uh, for the, you folks who want to know, too bad. Uh, <laughs> for you folks who are like, what's his Twitter bio? Too bad. Look it up. Try it. Gotta I find don't even it. Say my Twitter bio at the end of this episode. Ha <laughs> um, It's easy to find. Just welcome back, and then. It's very easy. It's, it's so like the easy. Easiest thing. Um, yeah, I. The real challenge is to find your email. Yeah, that's the which real is out there in a public form. It's somewhere. Sign Who up knows? For newsletters. The moment I get a newsletter <laughs> that I know I didn't sign up for, I'd be like, "Someone did it." I tears did it. gonna roll down my face. <laughs> You're gonna like walk away, and it's like, "Don't you <laughs> forget about me." <laughs> Yeah. And then just like stand there for five minutes while Justin and Lupita are just like, what's What are you doing? Oh, oh I do are that. Are you okay? I do that every morning before <laughs> I wake up. I'm like, what should I do? And I just stand in a pose. I'm like, <laughs> like what are you doing, you madman? Um, yeah. I. And I then mean, your answer is get drunk and watch The Greatest Showman, apparently. Yes. And then they're like, this is the greatest show. Glug, 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 glug. Um. <laughs> Um, but yeah, with the dialogue, maybe because again you're in that that Sorkin head of mine, <laughs> head of mine. Now that's not a good word. No, <laughs> that one was bad. That fake word was worse than real words. You're in an Aaron Sorkin state of mind. Um, I could see where you you felt that. I can totally get that. Uh, but it was again like it was much more direction that felt like Fincher than script that felt like Sorkin, but it was just like in that same world. And even if uh, the script wasn't like Sor, or if it tried to emulate Sorkin, you had other problems with the script. Yeah, I just didn't think it was all that interesting. Folks, this is why you try your hardest. Don't overhype movies. I try my hardest sometimes. I do. I'm no, like, it wasn't. You should watch it this wasn't movie. you. It wasn't you at all. Like you were like, yeah, I liked it, and I was like, okay, cool. We usually don't agree on on movies like this. That is true. So I was sort of like, all right, I'll watch it. I'll see. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I checked it out, and I was like, yeah, all right. I just yeah. I didn't think it was that interesting. I was like, yeah, he's. They're stealing money, and it's not. It's it sucks, I guess. But like, I don't feel bad for these rich white people. Of course not. He's like super affluent, like. But the movie was like trying to make me feel bad. Like there were there were like shots and moments where it's like lingering on Alice and Janney, or like just like it's obviously focused around Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I don't feel bad. Like you're stealing like millions of dollars. I don't feel bad. I. You know what? Let's talk about this and then we'll go to the director. And I feel like this will be a great segue. Great. This movie, for me, out loud while watching it, I was like, is Wolf of Wall Street good? Because I'd much prefer something like this than something like Wolf of Wall Street, where it's still like, hey, these people are bad. These people are really bad. Wolf of Wall Street, especially since the last time we watched it, and Highly recommend you listen to that podcast. Um, 
it just felt so, so gratuitous where I was like, I get that's the point. And you're Martin Scorsese. I don't want to doubt you. But do you get it? As I said in that episode, it's one Jordan Belfort away from being perfect. With him being in the movie, it's kind of like, okay, so you're willing to accept this person to be in this movie. So you, at some extent, you are accepting their actions. And I think where in this movie it works for me is that like, yeah, no, they're still big old buttheads for doing what they did. But you understand, uh, you know, I understand how, you know, one black coffee, you can just write that off, turns into three black coffees, that turns into a suit, that turns into a, a surgery, that turns into your house, and turns into your second house. And also for the recognition that, again, famously, teachers don't get. I get it. I liked how they tied that in. I see the, the murky within the writing. I see that murky side uh, of of life and how people think. And I think the writer did a really good job of doing that. Uh, do you have any thoughts on what I just said? Not particularly. Okay. Um, the whole time my brain was just going like, yeah, all right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I get it. Yeah. We've done this dance before. We we get it. It's this is episode one hundred and twenty one. Like we, I get it. Uh, so the direction, the it's, direction. Corey Finley, your boy, my new boy for sure. Corey Finley. I need to remember that. Corey Finley. I'm surprised you didn't know it already. Yes, I'm surprised too. <laughs> Um, he did one of my favorite movies of two years ago, three years ago, one year ago, a week ago. Uh, I don't three, know. Three years ago. Three years ago, Thoroughbreds, uh, which I was also very big fan of. Um, I really like his direction. Uh, that was the only other film I've seen. Has he done anything else? Any short films? Any? No. Oh, so it's. Thoroughbreds in, and, and this. That's it. Really good, good for for him. Hopefully, it's not nepotism. Probably is nepotism, but Pro- uh, yeah. His dad is Francis Ford Coppola. That there it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, good for them. Um. Yeah, no, I love the direction. I once again, I see Fitchers influence but i don't think it's a a fincher ripoff by any stretch of the imagination uh i see the long takes and the very precise movement of the camera but i didn't take that as oh you're trying to to recreate david fincher i felt like it was just like he learned from david fincher now he's doing it in his own way I took. I very much felt. I mean, I said it before, but I very much felt that it was like he was doing a fine job doing his director thing. But it was like I was like, "Oh, you are you really like David Fincher? Like, is your favorite movie Fight Club? Like, what's up? Like, where where are you at? How do you feel about Gone Girl? Like, I was like <laughs> the whole time I was just sort of like, yeah, you you sure know how to do that? But not. It's like 
it's the thing with like copying people like Fincher or Scorsese. It, it just feels not great because it's like you're you're just do your own thing. That's why they're good. They did their own thing. You don't have to do their thing to be good. I wanted him to. I wanted him to have more of a voice rather than just like copying other things. Does that make sense? Yes, but I feel like Fincher, he... You know, I say this all the time, a nice Fincher green, a nice Fincher blue. He has a certain lens over it. The way he moves a camera is very... uh, Like a floating camera. You wouldn't think a camera is shooting the shot that you're looking at. Because it feels like there's no one behind a camera. If it's very free flowing, it's precise, but it's free flowing. That's what His, I felt with this. I, I felt like the whole time, like it was all very like dolly shots and and very like specific movements and and specific framing. But it was never like the entire time I was like, it it was never quite as good as a Fincher shot. Like the shot of when they're in the diner for that first time. And they're like both sitting in the booth and we're sort of zooming in slowly. I was like, this is a very Fincher thing to do, but it's not Fincher. Like, it's just not. It just, uh, it feels not quite there. It's a fine shot. There's nothing wrong. There's not, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with anything that he did. I just didn't like it. (laughs) Because I felt like it was trying to be something else. Okay. I don't know if I'm explaining it the way that it is making sense. I I I I get what you're saying. I just disagree. You know the classic just, phrase that disagree. we say over 120 times. I just disagree. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. like the the whole like the big thing was when I was sort of thinking back on it, sort of towards the end of the movie, I was like, oh, there was only one handheld shot. I think the whole time. And it was when Alice and Janney came home. And it was like all shaky. And I was like, that's very seven. But I, that's like, they like teach that in film school. Like, I know, but I'm just, I'm just like, it just felt because I think because of the structure of the movie, the kind of movie that it was and, and all that sort of stuff. Like it just felt like, To me, it felt like HBO went to David Fincher and was like, hey, do you want to make this movie? And he was like, nah. And then they were like, okay. And then they got someone else. <laughs> um, and I don't know if Thoroughbreds is like this. I don't know if this is like also just his style. I don't know what it is. But it felt, because because I felt like there wasn't, it didn't feel like a Corey Finley movie. Because it to me, it felt like it was trying to be David Fincher. So it just felt like it was like, trying to be something that it's not but like you could say like Ari Aster's very David Lynch you could say that J.J. Abrams is very Steven Spielberg you could say yeah but I but I think watching those movies you see like okay that's where your inspiration is but you're doing something else and this to me felt like David Fincher was his inspiration but he wasn't doing anything else he was just trying to be David Fincher. Okay. Does that make sense? Does that make more sense? 
Am I am I clearing it, it up makes, for for anyone? Here's here's one more thing, and then we'll move on to something else. No, you can talk about the director all you want. I've been talking way too much. Um, what's because we have, we all have our feelings about Joker. We all know. Listen again. Highly recommend that episode. I hate that episode. Please don't. <laughs> Wait, you hate that episode, really? Yeah, just because we're arguing, and it's not like a good argument. I like the episodes where we argue like this. Like, this is the kind of argument that I enjoy. Because we're both, like, making points. And we're like, yeah, I see where you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. But then it's like Joker and Cats. I hate those episodes with, like, a burning passion. See, I hate Cats, but I don't hate Joker. I feel like Joker. I mean, maybe. I'm sorry. If I was. If I didn't catch any anger, I felt like that was a productive fight. I didn't. I apologize. If I, if no, I no, no, no. It's not your fault. It's both, our, it's, it's both of us, my guy. Um, but yeah, don't, I want to delete cats. Like I want to delete that episode and just like redo it. Like, I just don't want that to exist. I hate it so much. (laughs) Uh, see, at least we can be honest and see what, what other podcasts could do that. We, 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 we really focus on our catalog here at welcome back guys. Yeah, we do. Um, That one episode is trash. I like our, I don't like our 2001 episode, but I like it a million times more than I like our cats episode. See, I love 2001. I had so much fun doing 2001. I know you did. I just, I don't, I, you know why I didn't. Like uh, yeah, it. I know. It's a whole it's thing. Fine. Anyway, Joker. Anyway. <laughs> um, I feel like that's been me for the past like eight months. So, Joker. <laughs> just people talking about Joker. Um, how you feel about Todd Phillips' direction, how it's completely aping Martin Scorsese. And you, yeah. I feel like you would say that is awful. That is like anti-art. I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth, but uh, you are. I don't think it's anti-art. I just think mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I think where I think okay. Here's the difference between Bad Education and Joker. You see where bad my question was going. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Bad Education is trying to be Fincher and doesn't get there, but in doing so, it isn't making a bad movie. It's just like, yeah, you made a fine movie. Like you made a fine movie at the end of that. Mm-hmm. And I have no, I don't, I don't have anything against Corey Finley. This isn't going to make me not go see his next movie. You know, it just went like, okay, I, bad education is a thing that exists. And I saw it and whatever. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not going to go see his next movie because I love Corey Finley, but I'll go see his next movie. Like you'll tell me like, Oh, Hey, Corey Finley has a new movie. Let's do it. And I'll be like, yeah, let's do it. I'm down. Mm-hmm. Because I, I like this is his second movie. Like, he'll get better, you know. Yeah. But with Todd Phillips copying Martin Scorsese, I think that was even more of an egregious copying of like, of just like I just I'll just go watch Taxi Driver. Uh, you know, like it was just sort of yeah. That one felt really gross. The gross kind of copying. Uh, it felt but this like one did this. Yeah, that felt like stealing. This felt like copying. Does that make, if that makes sense? That No, yes. That was the clar- clarification that I wanted. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What, are, you, are you sworn off of Todd Phillips? Will you never see another movie he makes ever? Probably. Really? Even if you hear yeah. it's great. Like, it's not this yeah. Joker reception. You hear it's great. Maybe. I will go in with very low expectations. I will go in expecting not to like it. And then we'll see. 
because he'll probably make me do an episode about it. If it's like big, I'd be like, yo, let's do it. Um, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if Todd Phillips is at veto level for me yet. I mean, besides, actually, I'm really curious. Besides, really bad people. Who's who's on a veto for you? I don't know if there are. I mean, look, I really don't like Anne Hathaway. If you were like Anne Hathaway's got this new movie, it's supposed to be good. I would be like, I'm not going to go see it. <laughs> I barely got through Serenity, man. Like I, then like for many reasons, not the least of which was Anne Hathaway. <laughs> I love that movie. It's so. Oh, oh, oh. I'm glad you had. I remember you were like, yo, the experience 10 out of 10. It was great. Having fun. That was the worst movie oh, yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life. It was the worst movie. It was, I think Serenity might be the worst movie I've ever seen. But sitting on my couch drinking, drinking with my friend Andrew, that was a good time. It's so bad. I love it's it. It's so bad. Uh, um, yeah, but my boy, Corey, I, I really like the direction. A lot of it, funny enough, I feel like it's very inspired by Alfred Hitchcock. A lot of the long takes, a lot of the long, uh, pans and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I I see that. I get that. Uh. But I also see, again, I see where the Fincher things come through. But I do feel like there is a stamp. Uh, I, I definitely see a clear line between this and Thoroughbreds. Uh, bad education and Thoroughbreds. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I I say this about a lot. I said this about Jordan Peele. I am excited to see something next. This is his second yeah. movie about characters that you get but they're bad you get it but they're bad right. um yeah yeah, yeah uh, they, that's another thing i didn't get it i didn't go like yeah i understand why you stole 11 million dollars <laughs> um but sorry that was just a random no 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 thing. you can keep going i would love to talk about it yeah no i think i would love to see something more do a horror movie i'd that's love fair. to see that uh yeah. I'm still waiting for Ari Aster to do his musical comedy that he wants to do. Yes, do it. Have a diverse portfolio. Do it. Yeah. Um, you wanted to talk about teachers. Do you want to talk about them now? Uh, I was going to save it till the end. Just more. Do oh, you have okay. any great teachers stories? Oh, anything? yeah. yeah All right. Yeah. Great. Then we'll end on that. End on the happy, good, we love our teachers. Cool. Um. Uh, getting it. And... What? Because I just now have qu- what movie for you shows bad people doing bad things, and you go because of the filmmaking. I get why they did it. It's bad. Uh, it's awful. But you know, uh, you were never really here. Okay, uh, which is a better. If you want to watch Walking Phoenix play the Joker, watch You Were Never Really Here because it's uh, really fucking good. Um, uh yeah i get that like and that's like real rough you like i mean it again it it all makes sense but it's just like have you seen you were never really here yeah i loved it yeah um 
this was brief spoilers for you were never really here like that scene where he's laying on the kitchen and he's like singing to the dying guy that he like has murdered that's i was like i get it it's awful but i get it (laughs) this is a weird situation for you guy um uh a lot of scorsi marty scorty yeah like wolf of wall street kinda Mm -hmm. there are parts where i'm like you've gone too far but there are parts where i'm like i get it uh, you know, like the, yeah, it no, goes back sure. and forth in that one. I can't really think of. I don't usually think about those sorts those of, types movies. of movies. But I mean, like one one example that I feel like will work for both of us. Uh, it's always sunny. Oh in yeah, it's always context, sunny. Yeah. In the context of every show, I get why they're doing what they're doing. They're always. Yeah. Skiggity scumbags, but oh yeah, but that's also just why that show is what it is because it's just like they're horrible, horrible people, and they will never ever change as much as they want to. But I get it. Um, like no decision that they ever make is completely out of the blue. I'm always like, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) I feel like I need to watch. It's always sunny again. I love that show. See, do I don't. I want to watch it. I don't. I don't pay for stream, streaming services unless it's Boomerang. I pay for that. Uh, Boomerang. Boomerang is all the old cartoons. It's Looney Tunes. It's Scooby Doo. Because uh, I'm course. still a child. Yeah. <clears throat> so my sister, I used to share her account, but she just got live TV, so I can't use it because that's their like. If you have live TV, it can only be on one device, and that's it. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, and why my, don't the why don't you and your roommates fucking split it? They don't like it. No, they don't like. They have Hulu. I feel bad, yo. Like, hey, guy, have your account. You're you you're and watch it. Just pay. Hulu. Just pay. Just split it. I don't want to buy it. I'm I'm already poor. It's like six dollars. I'm poor and boomer. It's like six dollars a month. I prefer Looney Tunes. Uh, <laughs> but you can split like if you're splitting it. Like if there is like if you're splitting it like it's what it's like twelve bucks for no ads. So if you split that in three, you're each paying four dollars a month. Yeah, that's four candy bars. I'll never get back. Andrew, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but they're not a big fan. This is a long-winded way to say my roommates are a fan of it's always sunny. That's that's I don't care about that. I'm just talking about you. I want to talk about, about your you. finances, my guy. Uh, I want to talk about you and your finances. <laughs> um, I just bought some furniture. I'm feeling a, like an adult. Oh no! I, I my goal is to feel like a child forever. If I'm at eighty oh. and I still don't know my social security card, my social security number, I you don't know your social security a, number. Success, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> I know my social. Actually, I'll tell it to you right now. It's four. No. No. Um, Going back. Bad education. Welcome back. Um, I don't get down on bad education. I feel like I, I get why they did what they did was the over time. You don't even think about it. I think that monologue with him and Ray Romano, Hugh Jackman and Ray Romano on the bleachers towards the end. It made me go, I, I see. 
yeah, a black coffee turns into three black coffees that turns into a shirt and a surgery and yada, yada, yada. But also, Hugh Jackman's last monologue of, uh, I feel like almost I deserve it. Again, they don't deserve to steal money. I'm not saying that, people. But the idea of we don't appreciate teachers enough that we don't, we we you know teachers are famously known for not being paid a lot. Uh, we that we take advantage of these people who, out of the kindness of their heart, teach us these things and show us these books. You know, help us learn, help us do math equations. Someone told us how to do two plus two. Uh, it, it made me understand this. I love it when movies make me see someone's point of view who's not great. I love it. I love I, That's my bread and butter. Because um, <laughs> I also feel like that's a way to, that's a great way to say, hey, let's not do this. Let's, we can stop this problem by seeing these problems. I mean, I'm not even going to go there. Um, I was going to say, I was going to talk about Joker, but we're already at 50. We don't have time for that. I like Joker, everyone. That's all I got to say it's about trash. that. It's a good movie. It's um, so trash. It's I so think bad. it's good. But. It's so, so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it just shows. I, I feel like now I'm talking in circles. Yeah. I like that, and I think this movie did that very well. And again, the performance of Hugh Jackman of that last monologue really sold it to me and just made me feel all those feelings. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, My question, and this will probably be the last, we'll see, uh, before teachers... What do you think, how do you think those movies where it does deal with a character that's bad and the ultimate goal of the movie is to make you see it through their point of view, what makes, how do you make that good and how do you make that bad? Like, what are the telltale signs for you? I don't know. I don't know if I've seen enough of those Hmm. movies that I enjoy to do it. Because Wolf of Wall Street, I love, but it doesn't do that very well. Mm Mm-hmm. Social network, you you aren't supposed to be like, I get it. I don't know. Ladybird's cool. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I don't watch I don't watch a whole lot of movies about that sort of stuff. Or at least I don't. They aren't like in my my knowledge of like movies that I remember. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen Taxi Driver and I left and it was very good, but I was and I was like, yeah, kill the assholes. I get it. <laughs> but I was also like, I don't know. I was like, I don't I don't think about Taxi Driver. Mm. I don't really think about you were never really here. I don't really yeah. think about these movies. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to your question. <clears throat> I okay. think Maybe it's the difference between like trying to make you empathetic versus sympathetic. Okay. I think that might be the difference, but I'm not sure how you go about that. I don't know. I don't know. 
again. Do you have any? Do you have a theory? Do you have any? Well, I think ideals? you you did hit it. It's the difference between sympathy and empathy. I feel like everyone on the earth should have empathy for everyone on the earth. That's how we. That's how we get things done. That's how we go. Okay, I see why you did that. I get why you did that. Don't do that. We're gonna still arrest you and you're still gonna go to jail we're still gonna do all these things but i understand how you feel like this world failed you and you lashed out i get it but we shouldn't feel sympathy for everyone sympathy is different sympathy is the you know for in my personal taste i don't feel sympathetic towards travis bickle or the joker or even my 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 freaky boy here but i do empathize with all those characters and I understand how it led here. And I'm trying to think of a movie that really doesn't do it well, in my opinion. And I can't think of any. Uh, eh. huh. I mean, mine would be mine would probably be The Joker. Yeah. As a movie that just does it so horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think actually the Joker does it great, but that's a yeah whole yeah we get it. You love the you love the bad it. movie, and I and you, I hate the good hate... movie. I understand. <laughs> I get it. We've gone through this a million times. I get it. Uh, get your mouth off of the microphone. Don't. Oh God, that's gonna sound so bad. I hope you heard me breathing. I said, Sam, please help me. I'm so alone. Um, so, oh <laughs> um, so what teacher? I can see the wet life? spot on your yeah, microphone. Yeah, it's, that's it's, so weird. It's grody, but I go. I do it for the bit. Uh, you got a teacher you like? Yeah, I got lots of teachers that I like. Let's talk. Teachers about have some. been nice. Um. It's mainly been, I mean, surprise, surprise. Uh, it's mainly been like drama teachers mm-hmm. um, who have been really great. Um, uh, yeah, especially in high school, uh, all three of my drama teachers were uh, really wonderful. Uh, in grade 10, I had a lovely, lovely lady named uh, Mrs. Melissa Mayville. Um, and she was great. Uh Second in uh, grade 11, I had uh, Mrs. Derek Degagne. Uh She was a treat. Um, and the big one, which is not a surprise for anybody who knows these people, which I don't think anybody who knows these people is are listening, but whatever, uh, is my grade 12 acting and directing teacher, uh, Mr. Greg Dowler-Coldman, uh, mm-hmm. was... Just he's like he's very instrumental in in um, sort of what I do and even parts of who I am and uh, yeah he was great um, he pushed me to do a lot of great stuff um, and has, is very supportive of uh, all of his students he's like one of the best teachers I've ever had because um, he just. Like he just like committed to caring. If that makes sense. Yes. 
Yes, that um, does make complete sense. Yeah, like he just always cared about everybody all the time. And it was really nice. Um, and yeah, he, yeah, he was great. Love, love that guy. Uh, he retired last year. Mm-hmm. I've seen him around at oh, work and stuff. That's good. He's great. He's the best. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had other teachers in other subjects that have been really great. My great 12 social teacher is really cool. Um, he actually <laughs> said something that I still think is very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like the last day of class. And I like, as I was leaving, I like said, Hey, like, I know I wasn't the best. So he was in my first, he was my first period class in my first semester of grade 12. Mm-hmm. And I was going through a lot of uh, mental health stuff at the time. So I was often late <laughs> to class. Yeah. Um, and I did okay in the class. I didn't do great. Uh, but I told him like at the end of the semester, I was like, Hey, sorry. I was like, not the best student, but you were like the best social teacher I've ever had. He was like, that's super nice. Like you were, when you were here, you were a great student, but you were just not always here. I was like, yeah, look, (laughs) I get it. Mr. Johnson, whatever. Uh, and then he was like, have you ever been to Portland? And I was like, no. And he was like, you would like it in Portland. (laughs) And that was it. And I was like, okay, cool. And I left (laughs) and I went to, I went to my second period class. I think about that once a month. Ah, that's just a funny <laughs> thing. Have you ever been to Portland? No. You'd like it. You would like it in Portland. Had just put his he head was back very, down to his newspaper. He was very sincere about it, and I still think it's hilarious. That's sweet. That's very, very sweet. Um, what about you? You got you got them teach. I I do. I love I loved all my teachers. One really sticks out in mind, and the one that I will uh, carry for the rest of my life is a teacher named Melissa Kincaid. Uh, For those who don't know, I am dyslexic, so school was rough, and she was the teacher that was just supposed to help me, just you know, keep on track. And she was the loveliest. We read so many books together. We read like Harry Potter. We read uh, fudge books. If, like my life as a fourth grader. Super okay. fudge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those famous books. Judy Bloom, Garfield, yeah. Charlie Brown. And like she really, really like what I love. And I've had teachers like this throughout my life, a few, but with specifically her. She was like a teacher who got it, who got that. Even though I stumbled over words, I went to dumb. There are teachers, yeah. and I will definitely not mention their names, where I did read <laughs> words and they're like, uh-oh, this kid, this kid's going to be a fry cook for the rest of his life. Uh-oh. But there are oh, no. other teachers who were like, no, I get it. That This is just a, 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 a thing that you will accomplish, and I have no doubt in you that you will. And... Like, she is just, like, a big place for where I have confidence, if I have confidence, you know, all of that stuff. So, I want to thank her. Love your teachers. That's That was my big thing. Um, How much time do we have? That's it. That's it. Literally, as soon as, you, as soon as you ended that last sentence, we hit an hour on the Really? Report. Oh. Yeah. Then I'll talk to you about it later off, off camera. No, uh, what is it? What is I just... 
now I'm just, I hope quarantine, I feel like I've said this before. I just want us to be better. Just be better. <laughs> let's just, let's, let's pay teachers more. Let's have free healthcare. Yeah. Let's have let doctors be paid more. Let like let us just doctors in your in your country are paid a lot of money. Yeah, the good doctors, but all doctors. Um, if you choose, I don't want I don't want a bad doctor to have a job. That is very true. Um, like that's a job where it's like you have to be good or better. There's no place for like an okay or bad doctor. I'm just, I just hope quarantine and Corona and all the troubles in the world right now. We just, we all hold hands at the end of this and we just realize we're all one people. We could all be taken out by a disease that a bat ate a a, a thing. And now we can catch it and we can stop breathing and we'll die. Like life is so is so small it's so big. Sorry, life is so big to just worry about the small stuff. You're brown. Let me shoot you while you're jogging. It's so much. <sighs> oh, you're a woman. You're not. You're not. You're not smart. You're not. What? Why? Why think? Let's let's just be better. I, that's my deepest fear with quarantine. I don't want to get out, and then we're still dealing with this. Oh. You- Andrew, like I know, I'm we so will. sorry to break it to you, but nothing is gonna change. Man. Like I, like I heard about my 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 guy. My I wish I knew his name, but the the gentleman who was sadly shot and killed while jogging. Uh, um, I'll look it up. I I just heard that, and I know it happened in February. It happened before Ahmad Arbery. Yes, Ahmad Arbery. I heard that he was jogging. And I know this took place in February, but I was like, "Are we? Are we? St- are we still here? Are we still like we've been locked inside for two months, and it's gonna be a lot longer? We're still dealing with this, like, yeah, you know." It's, I. It's rem- just... What were you gonna say? Oh no! It's just it's a sad it's a sad world that we live in. And yeah, going back to teachers, you know, I hear that teachers pay out of pocket for for all their school supplies. And I hear that, like, it's like, are we still going to deal with this? What's the word done with the word? Like, let's just be better. Let's treat each other better. Let's treat the people who taught us how to read, how to do math, how to, how to point at a map. Excuse me. Let's be better to all these people who helped us. Let's just be better. And it's, it's to, sad to know that it's not going to be that way. But what could hope? Not to uh, be a broken record, but uh, fuck capitalism. <laughs> it's uh, causing too many problems. My name is Sam Bannigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. And you can find me at Sam Bannigan on all social medias. You can find me in Los Angeles with uh, Raphael. Uh, uh, I forget his name. He's in Blind Spotted. He's great. Davi Dick's friend. I don't know. I'm just mumbling. Carry on, okay. Sam. Carry, you carry can on. find the podcast at Welcome Back Pod and all the social medias that we use. 
Uh, you can uh, support us on Patreon along with Lennox Studios uh, uh, at patreon.com slash welcome back pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. The, you know, the world is a mess. Uh, but for as little as $5 a month, you can get a bonus episode where every month where we shoot the shit about religion and philosophy and other stuff. Um, yeah, you can support the show uh, on Patreon financially or uh, if that doesn't work for you i get it uh we're on itunes google play soundcloud spotify all those different places you can review the podcast or the track or whatever you know how the internet works just please please do it and if you could just tell your friend <clears throat> this is tough. let them know you know what forget that tell your mothers and tell your teachers send us to them we're we're good we're good we're good boys we're good boys. Um, I only swore a little bit on this podcast. Yeah, just a li- just a little bit. Um, so yeah, just s- send send your teacher, send your mom, especially a little happy Mother's Day text, thinking about you text, and attach this episode <laughs> to it. <And> we'll <laughs> thinking about you. Too. Here's a random podcast about a movie that you haven't seen, and maybe they will. You know. There's never too much Hugh Jackman. That's what I always say. <laughs>